Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we have to talk about your DNA, because your DNA can be used by law enforcement against you in some crazy, crazy ways. Now, here's the thing. You may not even be the suspect until you are. Now, this is what's going on. This is coming from uh, Motherboard by Vice, and I think everybody should pay attention to this. Now, today on Tuesday, the Edmonton Police Service, EPS, out of Alberta, Canada, shared a computer-generated image of a suspect they created with DNA phenotyping, which they are hoping that basically, and they're using this for the first time, they are hoping that this will identify a suspect from a 2019 sexual assault case. Now, using DNA evidence from that case, the company, a company called Parabon Nanolabs created the image of a young black man. But here's the thing. The composite image they created did not and cannot factor in things like the suspect's age, body mass index, meaning are they a larger person, skinnier, you know, what are they, environmental factors like facial hair, tattoos, scars, and on and on and on. How's your DNA going to know that? Now, the EPS then released this image to the public, both on their website and also on their social media platforms, including Twitter, claiming it to be a, quote, last resort after all investigative avenues have been exhausted. Now, the EPS's decision to produce and share this image is extremely harmful, according to privacy experts, and it's raising questions about racial biases in DNA phenotyping for forensic investigations and the privacy violations of DNA databases that investigators are able to search through. If you recall, we saw that with GED match when essentially uh, the Golden State Killers, one of the relatives of the Golden State Killer was found through that because one of his relatives had submitted their DNA to that platform. Again, nobody is saying, you know, word one about catching a serial killer, but it opens up larger questions. Now, in response to the EPS's tweet of this image, many privacy and criminal justice experts replied with indignation, uh, basically against the police department. So, for example, Callie Schroeder from the Global Privacy Council at the Electronic Privacy Information Center retweeted the tweet questioning the usefulness of this image, and I quote the tweet, even if it is a new piece of information, what are you going to do with this? Question approximately every five foot four black man you see? That is not a suggestion. Absolutely do not do this. Now, she also continued, and I quote again, broad dissemination of what is essentially a computer generated guess can lead to mass surveillance of any black male approximately five foot four, both uh, by their community and by law enforcement. This pool of suspects is far too broad to justify increases of surveillance or suspicion that they that could apply to thousands of innocent people. And that's absolutely correct. I'm looking at the picture that, that essentially the EPS put out, and it is a generic young black male, probably, let's say, early to mid-20s or so, you know, short-cropped hair. Maybe he's got much longer hair now. Maybe he's got dreadlocks. Maybe he shaved his head. Maybe he dyed it blonde. We have no idea. Basically, what we have, uh, or rather, I should say, what the victim has in this case was a limited description of the suspect, describing him as a, quote, Five foot four with black toque. Uh, I'm a toque, like toque, toque. I believe that's a Canadian hat, pants, and a sweater or hoodie. And quote, having an accent that basically makes this person indistinguishable because essentially what you're talking about is essentially a black male, five foot four with a hat on, pants, sweater, and a hoodie, and has an accent that could basically explain anybody, meaning the victim probably did not get a good look at the suspect's face. Now, here's the rub of this whole thing. As I mentioned, seeing basically this composite image with no context or knowledge of DNA phenotyping, this can mislead people into believing that the suspect looks exactly like the DNA profile. Again, as I said, I'm looking at that picture that they've got there. 
This person could be not, let's say, 22 to 25. This person could be 60. We don't know. Now, Parabon Nano Labs did send Motherboard uh, by Vice a number of case studies where DNO phenotyping alone has helped to solve murder and assault cases. However, the case studies, and this is according to Vice, do not address the larger concerns, which are a lot harder to measure, such as how many innocent people were questioned before the final suspect was arrested and how the suspect image may have affected the police's racial bias. Now, according to Parabon, it has worked with hundreds of law enforcement investigations. On its site, there are a number of case studies that show many basically showing the comparison between the DNA profile and the actual photo of a suspect. I did take a look at some of those. One of them is very interesting. Uh, one of them is, was on the Vice, uh, basically the Vice site. Some are on their website, but they had one where they did a DNA composite. It looked like a young, white male, slightly darker complexion with like long, sweeping hair, kind of like that 20s, like unkempt look from like 10 years ago kind of thing. But the actual suspect that was caught, arrested, and convicted from that was like 60 years old, white hair, balding on the top, and they looked almost nothing alike except maybe around the nose and like, you know, the upper lip, that kind of thing. You would never look at that picture and say, oh my God, like it's this old guy over here. You know, I mean, think about it. Do we all look like our age now? If you're watching this back when we did when we were 18, well, I do, but you probably don't. So that's what I'm saying. This is a huge, huge problem we have. You know, and there are similarities in these photos that both do things like reflect the same race, gender, eye, and hair color. But that pretty much is it. I mean, how many people are, you know, roughly my size with some facial hair and dark hair and dark eyes that wear glasses? I mean, dark hair and dark eyes are one of the most dominant traits in DNA on the planet. There are more dark-haired and brown-eyed people on the planet than literally any other combination. So what does that say? What does that tell us? And so I think this is rife for serious problems, especially on the mass surveillance side. I actually equate this with the blanket um, warrants that essentially police try to get from Google that say, oh, show me everybody that typed in this address into Google Maps or the cell phone warrants that blanket an area. Show me every cell phone, uh, you know, within a one mile radius of the murder scene. And now I'm getting caught up because somebody a mile away get, got killed, which actually did happen, uh, you know, in our neighborhood about a mile or two away. Unfortunately, somebody was murdered and dumped into a field. It was a young boy, unfortunately. This is a couple of years ago. But if the police had searched for that warrant, my cell phone would have been caught up in, in that as well, just given my proximity you know, to where that happened. And so these are the things that you know we really have to understand and we have to, we have to know about because as we are going through these kinds of things, we can get caught up in this and it's not even our fault. I mean, for God's sakes, everybody tells me I look like Penn Jillette. If somebody gets a composite of Penn Jillette and goes looking, they might find me. Just by Googling. So so this is a huge issue that we've got. I think we're going to see where this goes. But I think overall, we need to have a lot of rules and regulations around this as we do with DNA privacy. Now, think about this. You're giving your, your data away, your DNA away to 23andMe or Heritage or, or take your pick. And now the police can go in and start building composites of you that may or may not look like you. Maybe they've got a picture of me from, I don't know, 20 years ago, and it doesn't look like me. Maybe I'm heavier. Maybe I'm thinner. You know, whatever it is. Maybe my hair is completely black when my goatee is slightly gray. So you never know. And that's my point. So let's be vigilant on this. And let's make sure that we are pushing our members of Congress, Senate, et cetera, et cetera, to pass good security laws when it comes to these things. The police should not be able to do this. And while I understand this case, for example, is in Canada, 
it affects everybody that has this kind of capability, meaning the United States, Canada, Australia, take your pick. So I think this is a worldwide problem that we are going to see a lot more of in terms of our privacy. And hopefully the police won't use this to start mass surveillance. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. Ring that bell. And as always, please stay safe, stay online, and just attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.